Hey, hello, everybody. Hopefully you're calm and uh, safe in your own homes, as I know we are. Welcome to yes, a... Yes, I am. Yes, he is. Welcome to a quarantine, our first quarantine edition of the Media Book Podcast. We're not calling it a quarantine edition. That's what I'm calling it. Calling it a marooned edition. We are a media boat podcast. That's true. Marooned edition is cute. I like that. Um, it's just adorable. Yes. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Thank you for that explicit tag right there in the beginning. Right there, right up top. Uh, thank you for joining us for uh, this audio only version. Uh, probably be audio only for the first, for the duration until further notice. As I'm sure you all know, it is March uh, 18th. Madness. Yes, but madness is correct. Uh, March 18th, 2020. Everyone is probably home from work, working from home, out of work, whatever may be the situation because of um, the escalation of the coronavirus. We've talked about it on the podcast in kind of other ways, talking about like how it was shutting down major events. But now it has actually gotten to the point where it has affected our uh, podcast and that we are now officially doing it from their own home. So we have a Google Hangout going here. My name is Matt here at my at the usual studio. His name is Mike. I'm Mike here in my usual place of dwelling. Uh, <laughs> Matt is there, but because we live in a technological-aged world, we are able to still provide you a podcast of both of us. Yeah, technology, isn't it amazing? So yes. thank you. Uh, for listening to our first episode on this new format, and let's get rolling right into our usual show Matt, here. This is our, our new format. We have done something like this before. We've done something like this before, but that was when you were in Europe. Yeah, it was. And we, and we didn't have an option. <laughs> this time, it's a little different. Um, yeah, this time, um, we're not continents away, but, you know, we are social distancing ourselves away from each other yes yes we may as well have called this the social distancing episode no i, I like the marooned better marooned it, it fits our media boat type of nautical things that we'd like to run with every now and then it is true but let's go ahead and start the podcast in earnest as we always do uh with movies oh yeah i didn't say what we are if you're new to the media boat podcast and you're listening to this marooned edition as your first episode ever we are a podcast that covers the newest news and thoughts about movies television video games and music not necessarily in that order so we always start with movies um do we have to continue doing this with the box office yeah that's a good question because it's just gonna the numbers look at that Shall we? Yeah, the, the numbers are getting lower. Yeah, the numbers are going to get lower and no- lower as we continue to do this. So, let's start with the box office. Our number one movie this week is a holdover because, of course, it is. Uh, Disney Pixar's Onward with uh, ten million dollars. That's sitting at sixty million dollars domestic right now. Um. Yeah. That's. That's an automatic loss right there. Yeah. And that's tough for Pixar, too, because this was their star study cast. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily Pixar's fault. It's not the movie's fault, either. Right, but when um, your number one movie is $10 million, oh my god, for the 
pray for the rest of the box office here. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough, kind of no matter what. Um, we'll get to it, this later, I'm sure, but there's a lot of talk about studios that are a little worried about um, how their movies are going to debut and play um, in um, the theaters proper to do a simul stream and basically release video on demand versions um, at the same time. Do you think Disney adds onward to Disney plus sooner than later? Spoiler alert. I think they will <laughs> also spoiler alert. We're going to get into that topic in a little bit here in our news section. I knew we would. I just wanted to ask you that up front. Do you think Disney will join the club? Yes. I mean, they did it with Frozen 2 by moving its release date up by a couple months. Yes, but it still coincided with the already existent uh, Blu-ray and DVD date for it. Yeah, I know that's true. And I know that these things are meant to make money. Which we will get to. (laughs) Yeah, We'll get to there. We'll get there. We'll get to there. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the rest of the top five. Why don't we? Number two, Bloodshot. $9 million debut. Vin Diesel money. Yeah, I picked a lousy week to debut, though. Uh, number three, I still believe. Another $9 million debut. Number four, The Invisible Man. Another $5 million. You still can't see him. I still didn't see Invisible Man. You still didn't? No one did. $64 million domestic right now. And then rounding out your top five, The Hunt, with a $5 million debut. Yep. And that's it. (laughs) And that's it. And that will be it, because as it's not written in our news stories, but there will be no more new releases. For the foreseeable future, as both AMC and Regal, and I think Cinemark as well, have officially shuttered their doors to this uh, outbreak. There's no reason to stay open when city, county, or ordinances are saying not to gather with 10 or more people. So, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it started out at 50. And then it went to 20, and now it's down to 10, and soon it's just going to be martial law everywhere. You can't leave your home. (laughs) I mean, yeah, uh, up in the Bay Area, a lot of Bay Area counties are already basically saying that. Just like, nope, everybody, stay home. Yeah. Uh, But that does mean that we're basically done with box office for a while. (laughs) And we'll get into what the movie theaters are doing um, about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll but before get... we get there, we have a little bit of a break. You know, fr- from your mundane, quarantined day-to-day life. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so, because uh, our first story here is about... Oh, well, do you want me to do the... Um, Movies Anywhere. That one's... St- okay, I wasn't sure if you wanted to swap the order or something. No. But yes. I mean, uh, we could. We could, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, they're similar stories. Uh, so yeah, Movies 
anywhere is a service uh, that, if you already know about it, it uh, builds Which a digital... you should, because we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah. It's digital, it builds a digital movie collection. It connects your iTunes, Amazon video accounts, Google Play, Vudu, all that stuff into um, one, basically, one place you can see all of it. Uh, well, they have a new feature. This will be called the Screen Pass feature. Um, you can share movies you've purchased with friends and family using the Screen Pass. Uh, basically, you can share up to three films per month, and after the film is shared, the recipient uh, will have seven days to accept it, and then 14 days to watch the movie. Uh, once the film is started the first time, the recipient will have 72 hours to finish it. The person receiving the film will need a Movies Anywhere account to watch it. Uh, there aren't any limits on how many times a film can be shared, and the original owner can access the film while it's being lent out. Uh, not all films available on Movies Anywhere can be shared quite yet. Uh, right now, this feature is in the beta period, with over 6,000 titles eligible for sharing. Now, I have built up my digital cloud library through Movies Anywhere, pulling it from iTunes, Google, uh, directly from Disney as well. Mm -hmm. So I have quite the library to share, you know, <laughs> if these things aren't streaming already. <laughs> right, which probably a lot of them are. Uh, but this is a cool idea. This is a cool concept. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, I feel like there's been similar stuff. I remember when the Xbox uh, Netflix app was still announced. I remember there was some sort of story that there was going to be some way to, over Xbox Live, watch Netflix movies with your friends. Um, this was for Xbox 360. Yeah that you could screen share stuff and watch it and chat. Um, there's also stuff for other platforms, which we'll get to later <laughs> in the TV section. But yeah, it's cool. And I feel like a moment like this is going to make people actually use that stuff because like it makes it more, makes more sense. It, it helps with that, with the, um, not feeling so alone that you could reach out to someone and say, hey, let's watch the movie or watch the movie here since you can't go out. And I know you haven't seen it. Right, right. Exactly. Okay. But, you know, we're not the only ones suffering as the uh, movie studios themselves are also suffering, but they have a way to combat that. Yeah. Which goes into our second story here. So, Universal Pictures has announced a um, kind of groundbreaking kind of announcement. Uh, it will make its avail uh, movies available on home entertainment the same day as their planned theatrical releases. The initiative will kick off with DreamWorks's Trolls World Tour, uh, which is scheduled to uh, release on April 10th. The company will also make films that are currently in theaters available on demand starting as early as this Friday, March 20th. These films include the horror movies The Hunt and The Invisible Man, as well Both as... Of which we just announced uh, in the box office. Yeah. And uh, Emma, period, that we talked about a couple weeks ago, um, from which is from Focus, Universal's specialty label. Uh, the films will be available for a 48-hour rental period, which is typical for 
video on demand stuff um, at a suggested retail price of $20 um, and roughly the same in international markets. This announcement is a blow to movie theaters, as we said, uh, which have long resisted any attempts to shorten the amount of time that movies are available exclusively on the big screen. But considering that they're closing down a lot of theaters, there's not so much they can do anyways. Hey, don't put this thing out to other people when you yourself can't show it as the exclusive distributor. <laughs> it's hard to keep that business. Yeah, that deal in place. It's a ridiculous expectation for them to be like, "Well, I mean, no, you can't just hold it forever." Like, yeah, it's not going to be like, "Oh, well, we if we don't get to show it, nobody does." It's like, no. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this is their way of still trying to make money. Because, like, their streaming services, Peacock, has yet to be released. Right. No, it makes perfect sense, and right now is such a special circumstance that you got to try, well, like they say, desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, Universal seems to be desperate enough to do this. Yeah. So, of course, this is just the latest shake-up in Temple release plans over the year. Uh, last week, we, talk, uh, we didn't talk about this, but last week, uh, Fast and Furious installment F9 got pushed back until next year. And, One other stuff got pushed back as well. And um, Paramount's A Quiet Place 2, Disney's Mulan, and uh, Disney's Black Widow are all also on the shelf until further notice. All right, A Quiet Place 2 was supposed to premiere this week, be the big release, and the Mulan was supposed to premiere next week as its big release. Uh, they follow, followed the steps of James Bond being not really date. Uh, this means that possible no Marvel film or Black Widow just come out in fall, you know, Thanksgiving release, which if everything gets pushed back to then, ooh, we're going to have a big box office. <laughs> Assuming we could all still go to the box office. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, that is it for movies. I assume you didn't watch any movies. Um, no. I, I did not go to the theater. I did not... Oh, I watched Frozen 2. Yeah? I had, I had a Frozen marathon, or double feature, I, I guess. Cool. I like the songs more the more I watch it and listen to it for Frozen 2. And they're kind of sticking more, so... Maybe this is part of Disney's plan of, hey, your kids are home from school. Just make them watch Frozen 2 all day. And this is how their songs get stuck in their heads. Yep. <laughs> it's like in here in the background. Yes, it'll go into the unknown or lost <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did not. I did not. Or watch. show yourself. I did not watch any, any uh, movies, but uh, Frozen 2 was played in this apartment last night. all right uh let's move on then into uh television and we always start television with the sports corner and even though there are no sports happening there's still stuff happening in the background nfl had free agency happen this past week and oh boy you remember how two years ago everything got shooken up well 
Shake, rattle, and roll it again because some big names have new uh, faces. Yeah. Or some new teams have new faces on them. Right, and uh, some well-known faces too. Uh, of course, the biggest headline uh, was about uh, everyone's favorite ball deflator, Tom Brady, who yep. is purported... Is this official yet? Because the last thing I saw about this was that it was more or less confirmed but or more or less the fact it's but wasn't official. confirmed it's still I not believe a... it is official currently okay uh tb has gotten the tb <laughs> yes uh tampa bay buccaneers will be claiming brady for the next whenever it happens football season yep i mean he gets to throw to mike evans <laughs> <laughs> uh in other moves, Jimmy Graham will be going to the Bears. I believe that is his sixth team, fifth team <laughs> he's been to. And Philip Rivers will be moving to the Colts. And I am sad. I hate it. I don't like it. Yeah. But that's just me as a Philip Rivers hater and not a Colts fan. Right. <laughs> but also as a Colts fan. <laughs> Uh, Stefan Diggs will be moving to the Bills. That was a surprise, considering he's had such big success in uh, the Vikings, Minnesota. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater will be crossing a bridge over water to the Panthers. Yep, but you know, if that happens, they have to uh, ship Cam out. No more Superman. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins will be going to the Cardinals. That was a shocker. Um, he got traded, and the Cardinals did not give up a first round for him. Hmm. First round pick. And then uh, last, but uh, more like a question mark, uh, yeah, Cam Newton. Uh, exploring trade potential, who knows where he'll end up. Yeah, um, when they announced that Teddy Bridgewater was coming over to the Panthers, they basically gave... Camden and uh, his agents the green light to field all trade offers. Hmm. Okay. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we will certainly. Um, but that that wasn't the only NFL news. As I mean, as was expected, they are canceling the Las Vegas um, draft. But we'll instead hold on via ESPN. And probably ESPN online. Okay. Um, the NFL draft. It's kind of like a free agency show where we'll have someone in a studio broadcasting it, and then getting feedbacks via calls and stuff. But we'll see how that goes for them. But we will still hold the uh, NFL draft this year. Okay. As and if you really need an NFL fix, uh, the NFL Game Pass. Is will be free to everybody from now until May thirty first. Okay. So you can go in and watch all classic football games from the previous seasons. Watch your favorite games, cheer or boo or cry for your favorite team. They're like, why are they still here? Or as uh, someone put it, why did they fuck this up? <laughs> <laughs> yup. Um. But yeah, which will probably be the only football you'll get because uh, chances are um, 
there will be no season, or if there is, it will be delayed. Yeah. Well, and as we noted last week, basically everything shut down. And if it was a shutdown by the time we reported it on Wednesday, basically Thursday and Friday shut it down. Yeah, for sure. There's no, nobody's doing anything anymore. Okay. Well, with sports... Oh, oh, uh, Kevin Durant has the COVID-19, apparently. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. My my Durant has poison. Oh, no. You use an antidote. I'm spray it. Full heal. (laughs) Use an antidote. Full heel, yeah, full, full Okay, let's move out of sports because th- obviously there's none happening. Yes. Uh, and let's talk about television news. Alright. So earlier you hinted... So, we, so even though there is no TV, um, we'll get into why there's no TV productions to be coming, but that doesn't stop there being Netflix news. Yeah, so like as you hinted earlier, um, this is all about Netflix helping people come together. They've made a low-key announcement via a tweet that Community, by the way, the show Community, would be launching on the service April 1st in a non-exclusive deal with Community producer-distributor Sony Pictures TV. So yeah. Yeah, remember how we were talking about how uh, community was going to be the next big uh, purchase from someone. Yeah. Here it is. There it is. So Netflix will be taking global streaming video on demand rights while sharing domestic rights with community's current streaming home, Hulu. So it won't go off of Hulu. It will just also be on Netflix. Right. But if you have a VPN and you can access other countries, that's how you can watch community on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Sony Pictures TV took out all six seasons of Community, which initially ran on NBC before, of course, moving to Yahoo screen for its final season in October. Currently, there is no word on the cost of this purchase uh, for the entire series run. Right. There, uh, I didn't see any cost. I doubt they'll actually put numbers up. Probably not. <laughs> or at least nothing soon. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the big news that Netflix announced. No, instead, the biggest news, and what we hinted at earlier, was about Netflix Party. Ain't no party like Netflix Party, because Netflix Party requires you to stream it. (laughs) Yes. Netflix Party is a simple-to-use extension that allows people to watch something together. You can catch up on what's happening in your lives in the chat, or... uh, MST style or riff track style, uh, talk over the movie together. Uh, oh, the, you know, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. The person running the party selects a movie on Netflix, then clicks the NP button in your browser to the right of the address bar. From there, you start the party and get a specific URL to copy and send to your friends. You can also select whether you have control over the movie or if everyone else can. The person controlling the party is streaming their Netflix account to the others in the group. So there is a tiny bit of delay, but that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things since it's essentially a chat room. Right, because you're sharing it, you don't need to have a Netflix account, I believe, to access it. Right. However, the caveat is that this is a Chrome extension only, and thus only available via web browser. If you try 
if you, like most people, watch Netflix via a gaming console or a streaming service, or a smart it doesn't TV. work for it. It only works through, yeah, or a smartphone only works through Google uh, Chrome extension. So yeah, the use case for this, unfortunately, is severely limited because I feel like me and everybody else I know only watches Netflix on their television. Right. You know, for everyone else who, being quarantined, may not have access to their TV and be a be it the high schoolers who are constantly on their laptop may, you know, see this as a way to not continuously be on YouTube and for them to pull some viewers from YouTube yeah. where they can chat with them. So it's smart. I mean, I'm idea. pretty sure this has been in big testing for a while now. And, you know, no time, better time to roll it out than when no one can talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a good timing thing. But yeah, I can't imagine actually doing this. <laughs> I mean, I can. But then again, I'm one of the weird ones. <laughs> yeah. And while I may be doing it, like hosting it, I'm not sure how many people I would actually send this out to try and you know, watch it concurrently at the same time. Yeah. Or who would, like, actually want to watch it with me while I riff and talk and berate whatever it is that I'm streaming. <laughs> we might. Maybe this is, um, yeah, we may consider something Media Boat Podcast related here if we can figure out a way to do it, but maybe. We'll see. We'll think about yeah, it. We'll, 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 we'll see what we can do. All right. That will okay. So that was our first story. Our second story, well, let's just say that it is a a story that is unique to this current situation. Um, this is I had heard about this story actually, and I had told a couple of people about it already. So it's funny that you so, grabbed it. It's funny. It's funny you say that because at this point, who doesn't know about the coronavirus and everywhere it's at? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you who doesn't know. Uh, people in Big Brother, the series, the reality show Big Brother. So yeah, some of the some of the last people in the world to find out about the rapid uh, expanse of coronavirus is a group of fourteen men and women sitting in a house in Cologne, Western Germany, where they are competing in uh, Germany's thirteenth season of the reality TV show Big Brother. The majority of the housemates have been in isolation since February 6th, when the news of the novel coronavirus was only just trickling out of China. Since then, they have been cut off from updates from the outside world, except once, when the show introduced four more housemates on March 6th, three days before Germany would report its first death from the virus. The show's producers, for the TV channel, channel Sat1, defended the decision not to update the housemates on the crisis going on in the outside world, telling the German newspaper, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the German newspaper. Oh, please try. Sudusche <laughs> Zutung. Su- 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 nope. You know there's a J in there, right? <laughs> I did not know that. That uh, the information blackout would only be lifted in certain circumstances, such as a family member's illness. But after uproar on social media, Sat1 changed its position and announced a special live episode 
due to air before the regular slot on 7 p.m. on Tuesday evening, in which the housemates will be told of the growing crisis. They will be given the opportunity to ask questions about the state of the nation, as well as receive video message, uh, video messages from their relatives. In 2001, in case you're wondering, the producers of the American edition of Big Brother had to interrupt the show's second season to tell the final three contestants about 9-11. Even then, the decision to break the news was only prompted by the fact that one housemate had a relative missing in the aftermath of the attacks. Um, the same, uh, same situation that's happening right now in Germany, by the way, is also happening with Big Brother Canada. And that's an interesting social experiment because they have no idea. I mean, it's like the ultimate quarantine of quarantines to experience. <laughs> yeah, it's so trippy to think about that. Like, they have no clue. I don't know, it's just, it's complete media blackout. Like, this is unprecedented. Yeah. I, I mean, we're going to look back on this in like one of the like, highlighted clips on YouTube. Like, watch how people react weeks after quarantine announcement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. That's it for television news. Oh, that's it for news? Oh, okay. So that means, uh, do you have any thoughts? Have you watched any quarantine television? <laughs> so I have, uh, but it's not new television. Okay. I am... Um, watched very, very close to finishing the fourth and final season of The O.C. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm, I'm five episodes out from finishing it finally. So I can Have finally... Have you Chris Pratt yet? Oh, I'm, like, I'm deep into Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Everyone loves to be deep into Chris Pratt. <laughs> I regretted that immediately after I said it. Um... <laughs> So yeah, no, that is happening. That is happening as we speak. Uh, but yeah, I have not watched any new television. I'm two weeks behind on Lego Masters. I'm like, yeah. Okay. I've had three people tell me that I should be watching Hunters. Uh, or binge watching Hunters while I'm being quarantined. Uh -huh. So I may get into that. Uh, the Al Pacino hunts Nazis thing on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I mean... I'm at a, in a job now, like now that I'm working from home, I technically do have the ability to watch something while I'm working. It's just that yes. I, I would have to... You just can't say that out loud because it's being recorded <laughs> and your boss may or may not be listening. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think she would mind. I don't think she would care. Um, <laughs> now that right, we're not... Just like they don't care about you playing your Switch while you work. Yeah, who can say what I'll do come Friday when Animal Crossing is in my possession. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about cancellations and renewal, or, or more or more likely I should just say renewal. Singular. Yeah. Yes. Um, Station 19 on ABC has been renewed for a fourth season. Yeah, congratulations. And that um, is it. <laughs> that, yeah, that is it, but it does get into an interesting thing as... All of Hollywood has shut down production and any new releases. Yeah, so um, chances are it'll be a very long time before you see any new television because, yes, all production is shut the F down. So That being said, even though things are shut down, the late night shows are still running? 
if you want to say that. They're running um, without audiences. They are doing monologues. Yeah. Um, outside of, uh, for their normal episodes, um, one-man shows. Yeah. Uh, those monologues are currently up on YouTube if you want, don't want to watch them. But they are running new monologues from their homes and then having past interviews um, for the rest of the show. Yeah. And um, in case you couldn't figure this one out, uh, Saturday Night Live will also be shutting down. Uh, so the planned episode with uh, that was going to air on Saturday night will no longer air. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can't really do live with the <laughs> cast of that size because it breaks the 10 people rule. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, not to mention all the below the line people, which everyone there being contract workers affected by gigs now shut down and that is a huge huge uh part of this that we're not even getting into oh yeah no definitely it's not just about audiences it's not just about cast members yeah the, the crew you also have to be thinking about that they're all part of it so yeah ah <sighs> what a thing uh, but um that is it we have no other t cancellations, renewals. We have no other deaths. So that means it's time to toss this over to you and start talking about music. Hey, we always start music with the Billboard. And we always start Billboard with the Hot 100. All right. And just like I am trapped between four walls, so is Roddy Rich with <laughs> The Box being the number one single. <laughs> People are still listening to The Box even when they're trapped at home. You know, if you people want to get out of the box, out or at least start box. thinking out of the box, out of the box, da, da, da. <laughs> which I believe is on. It's on uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. I made that you joke. Watch. I made that joke to to a friend the other day, and they informed me that they didn't know what out of the box was. So you really put it on Disney Plus to say this is out of the box. <laughs> Some out of the box thinking happening over there. Uh, well, uh, number two, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Okay, I won't. I mean, you can't. You can't go outside. You can't start anything. Can't start. Yep. Uh, number three, Life is Good by Future, but really it's Drake. <laughs> and that is a questionable title right now. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, also questionable title, Lightning Lights by The Weeknd. <laughs> And number five, Circles by Post Malone, because of course it is. Yep. That song, as much like this virus, is still going around in circles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we have albums chart, the Billboard 200. Yes. Eternal A Take by Lil Uzi Vert, number one. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be. A Take, A Talk, A... A take. Attack. It could be attack, I guess. It's a weird way to spell attack. Who can say? A uh, little Uzi Vert can say. <laughs> uh, but that also, I guess, goes in with our number two album. Chilombo. By Henny Aiko. That's, yeah, you probably did that better than I could. Oh, you said that. 
know. Gen- you, you've Americanized it with Aiko? Jen. Dahini? Dahini Aiko? Something like that. Okay. Uh, number three, Y-H-L-Q-M-D-L-G by Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, My Turn by Lil Baby. <laughs> And lastly, at number five, NCT pound sign 127 colon Neo Zone comma the second album by NCT 127. Okay, I'm going to let you guess here. What kind of band do you think NCT 127 is? K-pop. You nailed it. How could... With a name that is so like that for an album, <laughs> it can only come from one region of the world. <laughs> yes, NCT One Twenty Seven is a very well-known uh, K-pop band. They're a little smaller than BTS, but they're they're getting larger. So well, yeah, they have a top five album, and BTS doesn't. Uh, not this week, at least. <laughs> yeah, not um, this week. Yeah, those are your billboards. In case you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. Ooh, what am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. <laughs> we have Velvet by Adam Lambert. Yes, that Adam Lambert. Oh, you mean from Queen? Yes, except this is without Queen. Oh. This is just Adam Lambert. Got it. Uh, we also have Alicia! <laughs> All caps by Alicia Keys. Okay. Uh, we have Solo by Gordon Lightfoot. That's also in all caps, I want to note. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, we also have Kelsey by not, Kelsey Ballerini. Not in all caps. Not in all caps. Uh, Uneasy Laughter by Moaning. <laughs> I Am Not a Dog on a Leash by Morrissey. Yes, that Morrissey. Yeah. And... After Hours by The Weeknd, which I guess will have Blinding Light on it. Yes. Blinding Lights on that album. Yes, it will. All right, you checking any of these out? No. (laughs) I mean, you got the time to. (laughs) I technically do, but yeah, no, no, not particularly. Although, I was thinking about this, and really, I don't actually have any more time. Like, it just so happens that me doing my job from home is literally just me doing my job from home. Like it does not make any, th- does not change any of my job. Right. So I don't gain any time from this. I mean, you, you can gain some side time. <laughs> it does technically gain, gain me 30 more minutes of sleep since I don't have to drive. Yes, I did enjoy that. <laughs> yes. I'm enjoying getting up at 7am. It's way better. Um, but yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gaining really any hours here. Right. Uh, but we do have music news to gain from. We do! What is in the music news this week? One of our favorite, Don Glover. <laughs> I wrote that that way just for you. Yes, he did. Donald Glover has provided fans with a distraction. Uh, from the Quarantinis on Sunday by a surprise <laughs> dropping of 12 new song album Quarant- in the wee hours of the morning. Quarantini? Is that like a martini you drink during the quarantine? 
Yes, except you use um, some medication Ugh. around the side, around the room. Grass. Some salt. Grass. It's just some high C. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Yes. You, you got me back. I'm down. <laughs> uh, the collection of songs, which does not appear to have a title beyond Donald Glover Presents, features appearances by Ariana Grande, 21 Savage, and SZA. The album was not on streaming services, but is streaming on a dedicated website. <laughs> or at least, it was. <laughs> yes. Because approximately 12 hours after it first appeared online, the new album uh, was removed from the website that hosted it. <laughs> yeah. No further information was available at the time, uh, but it does seem likely that the album will be released at some point in the future. Yeah. So, hey, we have new Donald Glover. Is this Donald Glover the singer or Childish Gambino? I, so the name being Donald Glover Presents suggests to me that it is not Childish Gambino. That he is right, now trying to... He did report that he was going to drop the Childish Gambino yeah. act. Maybe he's just like, I can do the same thing just under my own name now. He, he no longer needs to have a separate persona. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just Donald Glover presents new music. Yeah. Basically. Name that album. Basically, but now there is no album, so who knows what the plan is here. I don't know whether he was doing this on his own accord and maybe the label said something, or maybe he wanted to plant like a seed and get people interested in talking about it before he actually does launch a project. Who knows? It's probably like a soft release where they're testing it out, like supposed to go on like a test or dev site first. Mm -hmm. Someone had published and it accidentally went live. <laughs> it's certainly possible that that could have happened. That is something that does happen a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you're a fan of his music, then it's only a matter of time until we get maybe more of it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that'll help out if it comes out in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, we'll see. He might have a number one album on his hands. <laughs> maybe. Another one? Another one? Another one. Did he have one before? Yeah. Uh, With the red bone? Probably. I don't know. I feel like that could have happened. I feel like that's a thing we might report on. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Well, anyway. speaking of things we report on. Yes. The Recording Academy. Yeah. Once again, in our news, I see. Yeah, but this I is this is a little bit of a different kind of story than we've been reporting about them. Right, because as the music industry reels from the impact of what's going on, uh, the Recording Academy appealed to Congress to, quote, protect our nation's musicians performers, songwriters, and studio professionals, particularly the self-employed gig workers, which we talked about real briefly yeah. in the uh, cancellations. Uh, yeah, because all of them are impacted by the loss of income due to concert cancellations and other hardships. True. The upshot of the letter addressed to Senate leaders uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and House leaders Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy. And it reads, quote, 
as Congress considers emergency steps to provide critical support to American workers and families, it must extend such support to self-employed gig workers like those in the music community, including these non-traditional workers in a stimulus package will give hundreds of thousands of individuals and their families the financial assistance they need <laughs> during this crisis. Yeah. Yes, uh, this, I believe, does go in hand with the proposed plan of a package uh, to send money to American citizens. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is something that you know, most people don't think about, like, most people are thinking about themselves and make sure they have all the toilet paper they need. But, you know, there are other people out there that, you know, rely on these large concert venues and public places and gigs and recording academy is one of them. Yeah. No, like, and we, like, but we did report last week on Stagecoach and Coachella closing and other concerts all around the U.S. with Ultrafest. And yeah, all those gig workers who rely on or who are were relying on that kind of income all of a sudden are out of it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's rough. And um, I, I think it's cool that the Academy is reaching out and basically being like, it's not just the big names. Like, even though that's who they're usually like talking about, like they also like want to make sure that the the little names, the smaller bands, the 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 workers, like they don't get ignored here. And so it's cool to see such a big organization stand up for the little guy. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that someone, you know, with billions of dollars might be able to help out all these people. <laughs> You think much, much like the arenas are doing for their uh, staff and concession workers who will be missing out in the sporting uh, yeah. arenas. But you know, it's something. It's it's uh, pushing the right direction. It's yeah. the kind of good news we need right now. Yeah, exactly. That's why I included it. It's like it's technically a story about what's going on, like with the virus, but it's like a good one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was it for music news. That's all I found. Uh, okay. I did not listen to anything new. Me neither. Well, I probably could have. Yeah, I probably no, could have. <laughs> I could, but I don't think there's anything good out. Yeah, it's kind of a slower time period right now. Right, because, you know, you expect, like, these new releases to coincide with, like, big events. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you even be surprised if, like, Alicia Keys decided to not release her album in? hold off on it no i feel like music and video games are unique in which there are th activities that you do 100 percent at home that i think this is the time to release all of your music and release all of your games which is a perfect segue into video games because this is a crazy good week in the world of video games so you know how we've been having mad weeks to no weeks of releases all that changes. The floodgates open today. Yes. yes, where we have leading edge for the Xbox and PC. <laughs> yes. We have The Legend of Heroes, colon, Trails of Cold Steel 3 for the PC. Yep. And then we have the three big hitters. Yes. Half-Life, colon, Alex 
for the PC. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, VR, right? Yes, VR only. And this is out on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, we also have Doom 64 <laughs> for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, and then 64. <laughs> but so- that coincides with the release of Doom <laughs> Eternal. For the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. <laughs> Sorry. Do you like my, my little N64 in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a port of the N64 game. But yes, also, Doom Eternal, the new Doom, is out this week. Yes. Or, if you're not into that kind of stuff, uh, kind of a genre, <laughs> we have the exact opposite. <laughs> our counter-programming, if you will. Yes. With... Animal Crossing, colon, New Horizons for the Switch. Uh, I have seen memes going around of the main characters in both Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal swapping places because they're coming out on the same time. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of of that kind of thing on the internet. It's cool. Yeah, having a lot of fun with Isabel shooting and killing everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I... Wasn't originally going to uh, purchase Animal Crossing. Um, I was going to let our special Animal Crossing correspondent come on the show next week and discuss it after she had been playing it for a little bit. But uh, my mind changed with this situation that we're all in now. And what better game to play when you're stuck at home and you feel like you can't go outside and (coughs) socialize in real life? Then Animal Crossing. I may do the same thing. I mean, we can purchase this via online downloads. Yeah. You don't need an actual cartridge, so. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's what I, do, I did. Would, I still need to purchase, I probably will do that at some point this week, uh, the Nintendo Online package. Yes, you'll need that if you want to visit other people's towns online or vice versa. And you know you want to. So yeah, you'll need to do that. Yes. Um, but hey, I mean, we may have new news to talk about next week. Yes, so next week, uh, next Wednesday's show, we will definitely talk about some Animal Crossing. Oh, yes. But, until then, we'll save some Nintendo news for next week. We have the other two big hitters, Microsoft and Sony, to talk about. Toe-to-toe this week with tech specs. Yes, uh, so... As we mentioned, GDC, the Game Developers Conference, was officially canceled, but that didn't stop both Sony and Microsoft from basically giving their own GDC conferences out. Yeah, if the show had happened, these would have both been presentations that they would have presented to a GDC audience. But because it didn't happen, both companies used this week as an opportunity to show the internet exactly what developers need to know. Now let's start with the first one, Microsoft with the Xbox Series X, as it revealed numerous details regarding all the technical aspects of its upcoming Xbox Series X in an Xbox Wire post about an Xbox company report from (laughs) Xbox Digital Foundry. Can I drink every single time you say Xbox in the story? Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) I would have already died. Included is the first full specification sheet for the new console, confirming CPU and GPU speeds, storage requirements, and target performance metrics. 
the Series X will feature 12 teraflops of performance built off AMD's new RDNA 2 architecture. The GPU will feature 16 gigabits of GDDR6 memory across a variable memory bus. 10 gigabytes will run at 560 gigs per second, hmm. while the remaining 6 gigs will run at a slower 330 gigabytes per second. The spec sheet also confirms that the Series X will support two types of external memory, allowing you to expand solid-state drive storage with a proprietary drive from Seagate or store games on an external HDD, okay. the same way as the Xbox One. So I want to talk real briefly. So it says same way as an Xbox One, but there is a difference this time around. So what I'm hearing reported is that these cards that you buy, these expandable cards, uh, they are specifically for the use of Xbox Series X games. Apparently, yes. there, there's a specific uh, memory, bring back the memory card, and it's specifically built to go into a single slot on the Xbox Series X, specifically for this purpose, developed by Seagate, specifically. Yeah. So you can't get an imitation on this. Well... Well, the, what I'm trying to differentiate between, though, is everybody was like, oh, well, it's the same thing as the Xbox One because you can just hook up an external drive. So you can still hook up an external drive via USB. The catch is, is that you can't run Series X games from an external drive hooked up by USB. You can only run Series X games from either the internal storage or the storage cards. The reason being is because external hard drive connected by USB can't take advantage of the faster load times that the Series X games will require. So the example I've been given uh, by a couple sources now is what you should do is you should have your backwards compatible titles, your Xbox One and previous games, on your external because because they can actually run from there, but you can't store your Xbox Series X games on there. So yeah, just a buyer beware thing about that. Or more like installer beware. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's more information, as Microsoft has also stated that it aims to release games at a target 4K 60 frames per second as the standard. Yeah. But also in 8K for those of five of you out there that actually have 8K. <laughs> right. Uh, the spec sheet also confirms that the console will target 120 second frame rates per second for some titles and support variable refresh rate displays. Gears 5 will get an updated Series X version with new enhancements and it'll be free for those who already own the game. This is a part of their Microsoft for All package, mm -hmm. where you can buy on one and then have it for both. Yeah. Uh, additionally, new videos have showcased Series X's quick resume feature and faster load times. So this is all good news. This is all stuff we want to hear. Yeah. It's also stuff that 
we would like to see in action. <laughs> and I think that's the difference between what Microsoft was reporting and what Sony is reporting. Because with Sony, we've actually seen it in action. And whereas with Microsoft, this is, as they've put it, what it's capable of, <laughs> but not necessarily what it's actually going to be. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of, do you want to just get right into the PlayStation then? Yeah, let's just roll right into the PlayStation because a lot of the conversation that we can have is going to be comparing the two. Yes. Uh, well, let's start with the Sony's, with PlayStation's, uh, PlayStation 5. With its technical live stream, which was today. Yeah. And it gave us a much deeper look at the tech and vision behind the company's upcoming next-gen console. So I watched this whole thing. Did you watch this whole thing? No, I watched it twice. Why did you watch it twice? I watched it once, just by myself, and then I watched it with someone who I follow on YouTube. Because they're a more of like the specs type of thing, so Uh they would like explain me what was going on. But then about halfway through, even they got lost and felt kind of dumb. <laughs> like, okay, good. It's not just me. Yeah, no, it's not just you. It's not just this, that person. It's literally everyone. Because Mark Cerny may be a robot because he knows stuff about technology that I feel like no one else really understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was, I was watching. I was like, okay, uh-huh. I get some of these words. Yeah. I know we were getting here. And then all of a sudden, he like goes off to something. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I understand it, but at the same time, you're explaining to me in such a way to where I don't need to understand it. It just works. Right, right, right. So so what exactly did they talk about? Well, uh, Mark Cerny noted at the start of the presentation that he would be discussing the hardware and goals of the PS5. So we didn't get any new details about its release date or its games. Mm-hmm. This was essentially the GDC conference, but yes. just in a uh, video format for everyone. Um, Cerny did, however, delve into the PS5 specs and revealed a lot of other technical details about the console, such as the fact that it won't have long install times like the PS4. We also learned the PS5 will be backwards compatible with PS4's most popular games at launch. Many of the top 100 games for the PS4 will be available come launch. Uh, And PS5's storage doesn't use proprietary tech like Microsoft's rival Xbox Series X does. Instead, they worked with, I believe it was, who was it? Raycon? I don't remember. remember. Oh, no, I was watching it. But yeah, they worked with a, a specific company to develop these uh, these specs, and then they just in turn went and released it themselves, saying, hey, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But have you taking a look at both of these specs i mean there's a <laughs> meme going or a picture going around comparing the specs side by side i have not seen that um but what i understand is is that they they both are 
they're both basically excel in different areas. Like Microsoft's going to be able to say that they have the higher teraflops because they do. Yes. But, but as Mark Cerny said, that means jack shit if yeah. you don't know how to use it or if it doesn't work the way you want it to do. Um, yeah, Sony's SSD, on the other hand, seems faster than Microsoft's. And that's because Sony is banking on the SSD being the powerhouse of the whole console. Right. And the summary didn't really get into this, but Sony also dedicated a, a part of their uh, part of their talk to their new 3D simulated sound technology that's also going to be unique to the PlayStation 5. Right. I mean, they went in and did this whole surround sound quality 360 aspect of it, which as I was watching, I was like, this is amazing. But also, how are you going to get that out of what most people have, which is two speakers yeah, and not a built-in studio 7.1 surround sound? <laughs> and that's the thing is that like a lot of uh, technology companies have been working on simulated surround for years. It exists in multiple kind of ways. But I think what he was basically saying is that they've been studying these like personalized waveform things, which is basically they studied like, the human ear. Yeah, literally and how it curves. Yeah, literally where you're like, okay, how is the ear gathering this information? And like, because, well, a lot of people say that surround sound is technically cheating when you come from a pure um like sound standpoint because humans have two ears right so technically humans can only really hear two quote channels unquote of sound so a lot of people have argued that like oh no surround sound and stereo really there aren't too many differences because even though surround sound can have something coming from behind you it's still technically possible for something in stereo to also sound like it's coming from behind you so this is all based on that idea that like if you trick the ear into thinking that it's coming from a different location you can do make that work even with traditional stereo sound and so like they were saying in the talk they've gotten this working uh, on headphones already and like they're just trying to figure out how to adapt it to other things like sound bars to TV speakers to a to a five point one system and see like how they can make it sound just as impressive no matter what you're listening on. Yeah, and they you went to a, a lot of depth, a huge like one of the three pillars he was talking about was specifically about the sound. Yeah. So I think if there's right now anything specific that one uh, box is doing that the other box is not it's this but that's also not going to convince a lot of people so i think until we see games until we get prices and until we get release dates we're not we still feel like we're at a stalemate between these two boxes yeah i mean yes xbox and microsoft can come or xbox can come out and say we have the beefier system we have the bigger numbers and most people will look at it and say, well, yeah, 12 is bigger than 10. <laughs> but this will come down to how those 12 and 10 are used. Because yeah. like, you can have a huge guy and a small guy, but if they both lift the same thing, <laughs> that's 
all that really matters is can you lift what we're selling here? Right, exactly. And Microsoft also, you know, they also have Game Pass to kind of bolster their numbers for games available at launch. Sony right, doesn't have their that. backwards compatibility. Yeah, Sony has PlayStation now, but honestly, how many people care about PlayStation now? I mean, I guess that depends on how much. I mean, even when they had a sale during E3 for like $60 for the year, mm-hmm. I was like, gonna get it, and then didn't. It's, <laughs> just, it's missing that thing of like, yeah, yeah I have to have it. The, the aspect that Xbox has, which is the play the triple a releases day one right yeah so it's really going to depend on what they deliver from here on out so when do you think sony like shows the box when do you think they pull the trigger on the rest of this stuff well both consoles have uh basically confirmed a thanksgiving release more or less more or less so they want this holiday season i'd hard to say yeah because just because of this whole being quarantined thing i yeah it's tough because like no matter what it's going to be it's going to have to be some sort of web presentation so my guess is that they wait until like around e3 time to do the full everything full enchilada june yeah 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 makes sense because they're gonna, because Sony was gonna do it anyways that time. Yeah, it doesn't really hinder their plans. I mean, it might hinder what they can show, like what gets filmed. Yeah, and it'll hinder um, uh, the press cycle too, because like you won't have that preview first impressions cycle that you would have if there was actually an E3. Right, but this could also slow down games that are in development for the PS5. Yeah, that also, production-wise, yeah, there's also a big question mark about whether the um, supply chains are there for both the consoles and the games. So, a lot of question marks, a lot of stuff going on, uh, especially if we have this big um, online delivery issue that we're having right now with uh, retailers like Amazon pushing back uh, deliveries two, two, three weeks. Right, I saw that for... Uh, and, uh, New, New Horizons. Yeah, and I saw that GameStop. For those of people who pre-ordered there, they were going to be holding off on giving their people their orders. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's a it's a question a lot of question marks about these new these new games and consoles. So it's a big wait and see. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, did you play any video games this week? I beat Mario at the Olympics. Oh, Mario yeah. Mario at the Olympics because I needed a sports fix. <laughs> so I played it and I beat it. Uh, I'm going through, or at least I went through, all the individual sports after I beat story mode and got gold medals on the easy and medium, hmm. all as much as the extremely hard version. And then that will be 100%. But instead of doing that, I decided to go through Mario Kart so I could unlock all of the uh, different biker mods. <laughs> yeah, all the different modifications for it. Nice. So I'm currently going through that right now. So you just switch all the time right now. Yes. Uh, I mean, I like it because I can use it while the TV is free. <laughs> yeah. 
That's true. Uh, it's becomes less annoying, or maybe more annoying, because I'm just on it. It's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I could play Madden, you know, get that sports fix in, or I could play God of War. <laughs> like, I could play God of War, get back into that, or replay Last of Us, because that game's coming out soon. Yeah. So I have a library of games to play. It's just whether or not I should hoard the TV while I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, well. Yeah. How about you? I did not games? play anything. I played some Call of Duty. I didn't play Warzone, though. Okay. Because I was wanted too bad. I, like, I went in and almost played it, but then I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to play regular deathmatch. So I just did Team Deathmatch. Okay. But I had my best round of Kill Confirmed I've ever played. Love Kill Confirmed. Uh, yeah, it's the best mode. But yeah, like, I got, like, I think I went 24-13. Nice. And got the play of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a quad kill. <laughs> Grenade, or just... No, just, just, just four guys just kind of showed up right in, right in a row for me. Got you know, go. mowed him down. Down, going down with a shotgun. No, it was an assault rifle. <laughs> You're just wrong on <laughs> all counts today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I played. Um, I'm still waiting on uh, next week. Yeah, I'll be play I'll have played Animal Crossing by next week. I'll hopefully have played. Will your shipment be delayed, or are you gonna? I got it digital. Online? Digitally, okay. However, our special or Animal Crossing correspondent did not. Uh, she ordered it uh, physically, so I'm not sure if her um, purchase is being delayed or not. I actually should check in with her on that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that could be bad. Do that. Uh, but yeah, so more video games next week, but for now, uh, yeah, kind of a holding pattern until those games come out. Okay. And with that, we will be in a holding pattern until next week. Uh, yes, also, just a PSA for people who were looking for it. We have officially postponed um, the Media Boat Podcast March Madness to correspond with the actual March Madness being postponed. <laughs> yes, uh, this actually gives us some free time to go back and watch some of these uh, TV <laughs> shows as we determine which is indeed the best TV show of the past decade. Yeah. Now that we have this uh, kind of Google Hangout solution. We may regroup and try to get those out by the end of the month, but uh, there's a chance that we might not. We'll discuss it and we'll get back to you guys next week about it. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye on that uh, stream um, or on your feed for podcast feed because, yeah, you never know when a special episode might show up. Yep. But in the meantime, we have been the Media Podcast. Plug us away. Yes, thank you for joining us for this audio edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Someday in the far-flung future, we'll be live again with a live stream for you. We're not sure when that's going to be, uh, but when it is, you can join us on YouTube.com to search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. Click the bell for notifications so that way you know when we return from this quarantine hell and we are back on live for you. <laughs> Until then, you can catch all our recorded audio version, our podcast versions of the podcast, 
on all podcast services such as Apple Podcasts. Just type in Media Vote Podcast and try to find us, and you'll see an archive of all our shows, including our special episodes. You can also find us on social media for all the newest updates. On Twitter, our handle is at MediaBoatCast. On Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast, find our page. Like, comment, please engage with us. Now's the time to engage. Yes. Uh, email us at MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, anything about the show. If you want to help us out with money, it does cost money to uh, make uh, to host a podcast, especially now. Uh, patreon.com slash media boat is where you can go on there to donate as little as a dollar a month i may uh just a just a heads up though i may have to go in there and make some changes it looks like our campaign may be over because it looks like it's not the page is not showing our patron requests anymore so i might actually have to go in in there and update it um but once i do that you can donate all sorts of money as little as a dollar a month can help us out, so please consider. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. Uh, Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat, I guess, every once in a while we'll play video games on there. Uh, we may have some Jackbox on there to yeah. help ease all of you out there. I may stream when I get the chance on the PlayStation. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. That's it for this episode. A good hour and 13 minutes for you that's a good one uh so yeah uh, tune in uh on your podcast feeds next week for another edition but for now we're gone bye bye